Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sit Down Podcast. As you can see, the seats behind me are empty, which means I'm by myself. Uh, Joel unfortunately had um, a family emergency. He won't be able to make it tonight, but I will do everything in my power to keep it as entertaining as possible, which is going to be a pretty easy task. If you know who my guests are, they are uh, avid listeners, or I'm going to find out, listeners or viewers of the show, uh, and we keep running into them at pretty much any music event we go to. Um, their names, we've mentioned them quite a few times on the show, uh, Betty Joe and Diedrich Buck, and they are super fans, I would call them. Um and I'm just here going to be catching up with them where they've been, uh, which shows they've been to, uh, how it all started, if they play any music themselves, I don't even know. So it's going to be interesting. Stay tuned. The Sit Down Podcast is brought to you by Funky Moose Records. We sell new and used vinyl records, inner and outer sleeves, cleaning supplies, turntables, speakers... But we also support some of the artists that we've had on this show by helping them sell their merchandise. So check out funkymooserecords.ca, head over to the merch section, and pick a t-shirt or two. If you use the discount code SITDOWN10, you'll get 10% off your entire order. That is funkymooserecords.ca and SITDOWN10 for 10% off. And You're fired. <laughs> My name is Diedrich, this is Betty Joe. we're just really big fans of music, and this is episode 139 of the Sit Down Podcast. Welcome. To episode one thirty nine of the Sit Down Podcast. Well, thank you. It's it's uh, we we keep talking about you, and uh, it's only fair to have you on the show. Everyone. You talk about her a lot. I'm the background guy. It's okay that you don't talk about me. I'm not offended. <laughs> she okay. okay good. <laughs> She's she she has her mouth open a little bit more than you do. I think just a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. It's it's all good, and we keep running into you at shows. It doesn't really matter where we go. Yeah, it's like oh, there they are. Yep, we try. So let's 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 go all the way back, back to whenever you guys started going to shows. That would have been the first one. Would have been what on the wolf at the pump yes. in Regina. The Pump Roadhouse in Regina. That was June of. 2017. 2017. Uh, the pump doesn't even exist anymore, but uh, yeah. Whale and the Wolf was playing. So we had gotten to be small, you know, a little bit of fans of their music because uh, 104.9 The Wolf here in Regina was playing them. So when we found out they were playing, I told Betty Joe, hey, you know, where uh, these these guys are playing here, and I know she's a fan of live music, and has been her whole life. Uh, me, not so much. Um, 
I was just kind of indifferent to live music. But she wanted to go. It seemed like a good idea. So we got tickets to the pump and we went to see them. And that show led us pretty much directly into the past four and a half, almost five years now of live music anywhere we can find it. So in other words, I told you so? Yeah. Exactly. You didn't get the live music thing because you'd only ever been to the big shows. Yes, I would go to like concerts. You know, I went to yeah. X or Edge Fest up in Saskatoon back in 97, I think it was. And, you know, I'd seen shows at the Center of the Arts and Brand Center and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, that was live music. But I'd never been yeah. to smaller venues and bars and stuff to see local bands. And that's what I love. How long have you been together? 20 years? Yeah, we've been married 20 years. So, Diedrich, what took you so long? I don't know. <laughs> he didn't listen to his um, wife. Yeah, exactly. Even back... That's what happens. <laughs> uh, well, even back when we were living in Ontario, I was working for uh, a restaurant that had a bar in the basement, and they would have live music there. And I never really gave it much thought. I never, you know, it was no big deal to me. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, it just took, I guess, the right combination of timing and music... Uh, to get us or get me interested in going out. Okay, so that's that's how that started. How yeah. did that evolve into well seeing you at every show? From that show, um, we saw with Whale and the Wolf, we saw New Era, and okay. they then we we liked them. We thought you know really good band, enjoyed their play, their set. Was it after that that they did the Tell a Miracle? They did Tell a Miracle, which had the hour hand. Yes. Their, like, second show. Yeah. Ever. So. Right. We went and saw, because New Era was doing this Tell a Miracle Rocks uh, fundraiser. We thought it, it's a good cause. We know they're good music. So from there, we saw the hour hand. Um, Port Noise. Small Port City Noise. Blues. Small City Blues. Uh, well, from Port Noise, because Port Noise is mostly <laughs> the same uh, artists from Deaf Idols, so we learned of the Deaf Idols that way. Brain Dead Romeo, Voodoo yeah. Hats. Yeah, well, Angus and, you know, Andrew and those guys, they're in and several they're bands. You talked to them a couple weeks yeah. ago, so you know they're, they're yeah. quite involved in the music scene themselves. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just it became as we've said before. We we see a band we like, we go to one of their shows. We meet another band we like. We can go to one of their shows. Um, again, Whale and the Wolf played up in Saskatoon, where League of Wolves was opening. They were playing with One Bad Sun, weren't they? Yes. So I'm we went to see Bad One Bad Sun with Whale and the Wolf and League of Wolves. Absolutely loved League of Wolves picked up both of their albums that they had at the time, listened to them all the way through several times, got into meeting up with them a few times at other shows. That's where we saw 
the proud was it the proud sons i think is another band um i'm going to reference back there because that's all of our ticket stubs and <laughs> uh memorabilia from the different uh shows that we've been to for those for those only listening uh Diedrich was pointing at uh two uh picture frames yeah picture frames yeah, yeah filled with ticket stubs and and posters uh well i see a lot of moose fest there, like there's that. a lot of picture pictures or ticket stubs we've got a few cards uh guitar picks um some of those are just like online like you buy the tickets online so we just print out the yeah. like the qr code and and that sort of thing just as a physical copy of the ticket um, mm -hmm. But we, had, for a long stretch there, we were looking for shows specifically to get physical tickets. Because you can okay. always buy tickets online, but you don't always get a physical yeah. ticket to go with it. And I completely stole the Moose Fest sign off from my reserved camping site this year. <laughs> yeah. In the background. We, uh, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was not a doubt in my mind that that was going to happen the minute I saw it. So that was that was actually the first time we met, right? Because we had at the first uh, Moose Fest we had League of Wolves, and that's why you were you came to Moose Fest. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That was their first show back after the shutdown, right? Yep. yep. And then we met Seven Miles Sun, so yep. now we're big fans of theirs. Yeah, those guys are really good. Always enjoy them. Yeah. So you were at Moose Fest this year. Yep. And that's where you saw the Radiant. Yes. And they are fabulous. Right. We, we had seen yeah. the Radiant with Dead Levy. Yes, but that was, was that before or after? That was after, wasn't it? Ha. Mark that's exactly what happens to us. Yeah. Like, Which show was that again? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot, yeah. But no, I think, yeah. right, I think Dead Levy had them at here in, in uh, the Revival here in Regina. Oh yeah, we were there. Yes, you you were there. Yep. And yep. Was that, that was before or after Moose Fest? Before Moose Fest. That was before Moose Fest. Okay. Yep. So we had seen the Radiant prior to Moose Fest. Okay. Right. Yep. So which which bands at Moose Fest were um, new to you? Um, Northern Royals. Okay. And Traders Gate. Traders yep. Gate. Right. Because then there was the Hour Hand, Weapons, Radiant. Exo Merida. Exo Merida. Yeah, we have seen it. We saw Exo Merida again with League of Wolves here in Regina. Yep. Um, and then uh, King for a Day. Okay, no, we hadn't seen King for King a Day for before. Thank you. I, I was trying to pull their name out. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those would be yeah. So I guess we I'm... we knew at least half of the ones that were going to be there. So, uh, what was the last show you've seen? Uh, where were we just at? Where was that? Um, our head. I can't remember. I really can't. There's been so many shows they just all kind of blend. Yeah, because we've got. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess uh, Motley Crue. We were up in Edmonton. Yeah. We went to the big show. That yeah. was the last. Did we see anything since then? Mm, don't think so. Maybe. But 
I mean, we still we still go out to uh, you know big stadium tours too. Like we've been right. to Leonard Skinner. We've been to uh, Garth Brooks, Leonard Skinner, um, Eagles. Eagles. My yeah. that was my bucket list. It was Eagles. Yeah. So yeah, we we have more than just the locals. We do you know enjoy some yeah, of the yeah. bigger ones too. Was was the Eagles in Saskatoon? That was no, that was here in Regina a couple of years back. Yeah. Back in twenty eighteen oh, okay. or nineteen. Yeah, we we didn't make the trip up to Saskatoon when they were there just a couple months ago. So. Yeah, yeah. And Betty Joe, um, when was the last time you saw Bush? That was back in twenty seven. Was it no twenty nineteen? That was in Edmonton in twenty nineteen. Wolf opened for them too. So. <laughs> yeah. Ah. I was at their their K days. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, because I know you're a big fan of Bush. Oh, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Bush. Huge. Uh, how many times have you seen them? Just the twice, but the first time I ever saw them was very memorable. <laughs> mm -hmm. You've seen my profile I, picture. You know all Your about profile that. picture on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nose to nose with uh, with Gavin, right? I had Gavin sweat on my forehead. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> nice. I wasn't there. She was out with one of her girlfriends. I heard about wow. it. It was fine. Uh, I knew she'd be really <laughs> excited. I believe your exact words were, oh my God, I bet she about died. Yeah. <laughs> and did she? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I freaked out pretty hard. Yeah, the expression on her face was, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because we keep we keep talking about the big name artists and um, and when uh, when Joel. So when we when we did the episode with uh, Theory of a Dead Man, mm -hmm. um, I mean, they're not a small, you know, local band. No. And before we started that show, Joel told me that he was a little nervous to meet them. And I'm like, yeah, but they probably just do their groceries the safe way. They're just people, right? Fair enough. So that's that's always and I I I used to do a little I dabbled in radio, local radio back home, and um I always put it in my own head that when I'm on air, nobody listens anyway. So who cares? That's kinda how I'm trying to normalize everything. So meeting a meeting a big big name artist um would be cool but i don't think it, i would it would phase me too much i don't know if i'd be as starstruck either like you said you yeah know, they're 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 just people you know there yeah. will be a there will be a little bit like you know this is a really cool moment but oh, yeah for sure at the same time you know it, it's just you know having a conversation there's actually a funny story on that one a friend of mine, it's not my story, it's a friend of mine. He was in the Regina airport for a, a business trip. And he struck up a conversation with this seemingly, you know, normal, random guy. Uh, I don't remember what the conversation was about or what started it, but they were just sitting there talking and chatting. And every once in a while, someone would come up to this other guy and ask for an autograph or ask for a picture or... You know, be kind of like fans, you know, kind of fangirly and bouncy. And, 
And he would just kind of brush it off and do, you know, whatever, take the picture and everything. And they would go back to having the conversation and, and chatting. And, you know, everything was well. They, they parted ways, said, you know, see you later, went to on their, their respective trips. And a couple weeks later, we were sitting around talking. And my friend asked, hey, by the way, was there anything, like, big happening in town a little while ago? Because I was talking to this guy, and he, you know, had these people coming up and, and all this. And Betty Jo put it together. And I looked at him, I was like, I was like, you just met Brett Michaels from Poison and didn't realize it. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because if you realized who it was, you could have gotten him, you know, be his autograph. But no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. random dude, normal guy, sitting there having a conversation. No idea in the world that he's literally a world famous musician so he didn't put it wrong he didn't put it together like like i should probably ask who this guy is because all these people come and ask for a autograph it never occurred to them it it was just you know he figured he was somebody like obviously he was somebody famous but that's just the kind of person my friend is he would just be like okay yeah that that level chill Casual conversation, you know. yeah. I still haven't forgiven him for that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, twenty seventeen till now. What was what was the most exciting show, big or small? Oh, that is a really good question. Oh, I you don't I- have to say Moose Fest, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just around. We'll go with Moose Fest just for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's I guess when? Uh, well, Moose. The first Moose Fest was a big deal because it did sort of restart everything for us. Right. Like, there was that gap where, you know, there was virtually nothing happening, and mm-hmm. you know everybody felt that. You know, it was it was you know, community-wide, everyone was locked down, everyone was isolated. So Moose Fest was a big deal because it was like that glimmer of the light at the end of the tunnel. It was the first time we could really get together and enjoy a crowd. And from there, we knew things were just going to get better. Yeah, because I think Moose Fest was our first show back after the pandemic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot of. It was because there was not much option before that. Yeah. Um, and then I yeah. mean, you, had, you had leagues, so I mean that just. Yeah. That was the topper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 we we were just significant. Yeah. Yeah, we just lucked out with the everything opening up and. Yeah. Uh, us together with Chesterfest, we were we were just in that window of everything was lifted. We could organize something. Well, not everything was lifted because we still had a because it was indoors. Uh-huh. We had a maximum capacity of 150 or 200, whatever it was. And as so, I recall, I was the first ticket. Yeah, and guess what? This year, guess who bought the the first ticket? Probably not me. Yep. Really? Was it us again? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know until just now. I didn't expect that. So uh, I'll let you know when the tickets go on sale for next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can keep the street going. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be first in line for next year. You know that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we have your tickets reserved already. Yeah, yeah I'm right to do. <laughs> um, but no. So, I, but um, aside from Moose Fest. Uh, I think seeing uh, Whale and the Wolf opening for One Bad Sun, even just recently here, was a big deal for them. Because they had... Uh, that was at the Sastel Center. And it was the first yeah. time they had ever played the Sastel Center. So it was... And it was a sold-out show. Just to be there for that, for them, you know, yeah. that was big for them and we got to enjoy most of that because i mean yeah they're based out of edmonton now but most of them are saskatoon boys so that's a hometown yeah. show for them yeah which was just that yeah. was really cool you're right um yeah but uh yeah um i you know i've enjoyed a lot of the smaller ones uh pretty much any time i get to see small city blues um, I've always enjoyed seeing those guys. So, yeah, it is really hard to pick just one. It is, and especially as if um, some of your favorite bands play together yeah. in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, that Saskatoon. That Saskatoon show. I was in Saskatoon. I was just at a different venue. Yes, the that was. I think the Hour Hand and the Radiant playing at the Capitol. Yes. So yeah, we were yeah. kind of torn too because we were like, I don't know what. Well, where do we go? We were in town too, <laughs> but uh. yeah. yeah. Well, that that was also that was also a good show. Yeah. I imagine it was. And yeah. you know us, we don't miss yeah. the hour hand very often. So yeah. No, no. When you go see all of these shows, I mean, usually the set lists are fairly the same. Um. Do you find that it? This is not the right wording, but does it become repetitive? The same thing, same show every time? Or is it like, yes, this is what I came to see? I, I, you know, I don't think it, it's repetitive. Yeah, it's the same song, but because every show is so different, every performance is different, even if it's the same show, you're not getting the same show. So yeah. I, I, I like it because then I know the songs, I know the lyrics, it kind of works out. Yeah, you sing along. And a lot of the stuff that they're playing now are things that they may not have been released yet. So you look forward yeah. to seeing those songs performed because you can't just drop the CD or click on the MP3 or flip over to your streaming service to hear it again. You know, you're, you, there's, there's several bands who have songs that we want copies of, but they haven't released them yet. So, yeah. yes, you look forward to, so you do anticipate certain songs being on the set list. So it, it's not so much repetitive as, you know, something to look forward to. No, I agree. Um, I've seen The Radiant a few times now, and their sets. I mean, Michaela is, um, let's call her extravagant. <laughs> um, so she make I mean, the whole band makes it a show no matter where they are, and... Yeah, like you said, this, the songs are recognizable, but doesn't mean they're exactly the same. I I remember going to a show with my dad once, and we were it was theater seating, so my dad and I were sitting side by side, and we were enjoying the show, and all of a sudden, 
I turned to my dad and was like, we could have stayed home. And he kind of looked at me bewildered, like, what? What? what, what why are you saying that? And I was like, they sound exactly like on the CD. So I was like, you know, that's cool that you can do that, sounding exactly like the recording, but is is that's not why I'm here to see a live show. He agreed with me, but it was still, still a good show. But it's like, I would rather go see a live show where it's, you know, not not the same the same thing twice yeah funny story though because you said that you went to a show with your dad my first yep. concert i went to sh- i went to a, a concert with my dad because i was out of town and i okay. was only 13. now yep. you've got to understand here mark i am the youngest child of a much older generation my dad is a okay. world war ii veteran okay so we went to skid row and pantera you can just imagine how much he enjoyed this show. Oh, my God. Oh, it was hysterical. And Dieter only got to meet my dad a couple times before. Yeah. Before. Yeah. But that, he'll tell you, my dad's pretty was pretty straight-laced. Yeah. Very, yeah. very military. Very, you know, you know very <laughs> kind. He seemed like a very kind, but stern, you know. And I, I cannot imagine the man I met standing in a sea of teenagers and young adults screaming to Skid Row and Pantera and having anything even close to a good time. <laughs> I didn't Especially with his 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> I didn't live that, that for a awesome. long time. <laughs> that just did reminded you, did... me of, you know, like I said, that my first concert. Is that, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, vastly like different than the experience you had. <laughs> yeah. Did, <laughs> did did he ever go to a show with you again? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, he took a friend, my friend and I, at sixteen. We went to see Bon Jovi in, um, okay. and yeah, he went. He actually liked that one. <laughs> I think but, Bon Jovi oh. would be a much more close to his speed. Like he was probably like <laughs> classical waltz kind of music. Oh no, he was but, country, or country, but still, Bon Jovi is one that I could see him at least sitting through and not, one. you know, grinding his teeth and ready to fight his way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, poor guy. Great. Poor guy, but oh, such good memories. So, did you guys grow up in a, a musical family, or is that just something that happened? My siblings were always listening to music. Like I said, I you know I grew up with my older siblings were all raised in the seventies, so on Skinner, on Bad Company, on Eagles. So I always had that music, and my parents were always listening to the old school country music, Patsy Cline, um, and that you know Loretta Lynn, and yeah. um, yep. <laughs> it just escaped me. There was another one that um, Marty Robbins. You know, all that so i mean it was there right. music always right. on at our house it seemed like and my dad would be of a similar generation to her siblings so i listened to eagles dr hook um credence clearwater revival ccr was one of my dad's favorites um what was, was it um mom and dad what do they always say about their first that was uh, April Wine. April Wine. Yeah, my mom and dad's first oh, yeah. date was going to an April Wine concert. So 
that's the type of music that I grew up listening to, you know, when my dad was driving around or had his music on the radio. I mean, he's gotten into more country and other stuff now as he's older, but, you know, growing up, you know, that was the generation of music that I also listened to, uh, just, you know, from whatever my parents were playing. Sorry for the interruption, you guys. I just wanted to tell you guys about Muse Canada. Uh, They're a new arts and entertainment media connection and support network. Skip the algorithms of social media and connect with other entertainment professionals across Canada. Sign up today for $5 a month or use the promo code FUNKYMOOSE2021 for 10% off. That is F-U-N-K-Y-M-O-O-S-E-2021 for 10% off. Back to the show. Do you play do you play music yourself? No. <laughs> Not a bit. No. <laughs> Not a bit. No. We uh I I I played tuba in the high school or in the elementary school band for a couple of years, but that was the closest thing I came to music inclined at all. I I was more fi- visual arts than instrumental music, so right. I right, was never right. interested in, in really performing music. But I did, I mean, I always listened to music. Like, my my gener- my interest in music ranged all over the gambit. Um, growing up, Gowan was one of my biggest, I was, you know, huge fan of Gowan. Um, and, you know, Bruce Springsteen and a lot of those 80s, 90s, early music. Um, 90s-wise, I mean, you listen to basically the normal stuff, some grunge um, um, now we did just get to see Gowan not long ago too. Yes, I did get to see Gowan, one of my bucket lists. He was at the Casino Regina just a few months ago, and that that was probably that was a highlight for me. That was a bucket okay. list for me. I have been a Gowan fan since the late '80s, and that was a really that was a really good show for me. I. That was very nostalgic. Um, it was great to be in a crowd of people just as energetic as I was for the music. And I was surprised at, like, some of the younger, like, you know, early 20s people who were out there. You know, I oh. expected it to be a bunch of, you know, 30-plus, 40-, 50-year-olds, you know, in the crowd. But, no, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun, that one. That was a, a big one for me. But... Uh, yeah, that's I did listen to music a fair bit, but I was never, you know, making my own music. So Yeah, yeah. And how you have kids, right? We do, yes. Two. Do they do anything with music? Our youngest has taken guitar lessons and he is doing clarinet in band right now, so Yeah. But the oldest listens to music but never really had that interest. Yeah. And they're what does he call it? Um, folk punk yeah like a folk punk I think is what the genre that he likes right now he listens to a lot of like British punk new like new British punk not like Clash or you know Sex Pistols but like what they you know um, so they uh, you know they're I I, I don't want to say I'm the old man questioning modern music but some of the things that he enjoys 
I can respect as music, but is not my thing. I um, like some of it. So. And I mean, I'm not saying it's all bad. There has been some catchy stuff, but you know, it has a completely different meaning to them. You know, in his generation, which is fine. That's that's. I'm sure the same thing our parents said when they heard what we were listening to. So it's just the next yeah. generation experiencing but it from also, the other sides. So. But they also still listen to a lot of the same stuff that we do because they grew up with it. Yes. Um, yeah. Our, our youngest is a huge fan of Whale and the Wolf. Um, we've brought him to any of the all ages shows that they're playing at. He comes with us because he's a big fan uh, Ryan and Brandon and Lucas and Joel and, and Keenan, they love him. You know, they're always happy to see him there. It's always a great time. Um, so, you know, those guys are really good to us and good to him. Um, they better be good to him. He sold merch for them. Yes. One of the, <laughs> one of the shows when he was a few years younger, one of the shows that we were at here at the exchange in Regina, they, they stole our son to have him sit at their merch <laughs> table and he was conning people into buying merch because he was this cute little kid selling at the table and um well i think dead levy was also there that night yeah. and they were trying to bribe him to come over to their table to sell <laughs> merch for them because they were you know he, they, he was getting all the attention and getting people yeah so yeah they uh they, they've really uh, the guys from Whale and the Wolf have really taken care of us and really, you know, yeah. you know, we, we've become oh. good friends with them as well. So yeah. it's, it's great that they, you know, they, they do that for us and our son and stuff. So. Yeah, it was really cute. Really, really cute. Do, uh, do bands, uh, recognize you? Oh yeah. Often? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the one. And the ones that don't, you give the finger? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we, we, we've been trying to, to try to catch up to a few that we haven't met yet or haven't seen yet. So, right. and um, usually when they're approachable and, you know, they're, they're sitting around, we, we do try to introduce and say, hey, you know, you know, just be casual. You'll love the show. It was great. We had a good time. Thanks for playing. And, you know, get a, a bit of a, a rapport, a bit of conversation. Um, most of that carries over into online because you only have so much time at a live show. You know, you can't be yeah. hassling them while they're tearing down the set or, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, a lot of it has been carried over into, you know, mostly her online. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't have much of a social media presence. I'm like Facebook and like, that's about it. And you've seen how I treat some of our bands. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Like the tea, the bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we do. We are trying to uh, introduce ourselves and get to know more bands as we meet them as well. So yeah, that, I think that's also the nice thing about those smaller shows. You actually get to meet them instead yeah. of you know when you go to a big show. It's like, well, there's someone on stage. Great show, but now we go home. And there's like a, a and, setback and a fence, and you can't do anything. They come on and yep. off, and you never see them. Whereas at smaller yep. venues, they're standing shoulder to shoulder with you, watching the, the next band. Yeah, right. Like we've we've definitely yep. had that where we've sat or stood in the crowd with either the next band or the previous band watching the show. You know, and that's you know that's become the biggest appeal. Like the music is great, but the community and the the atmosphere. That's what I didn't understand 
when I wasn't interested in live music is mm -hmm. the atmosphere. And that's really been the big, the big draw for us. Again, I say I told you so. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm never going to let you live that down. Sorry. I know. <laughs> you, you like that phrase, I think. Yes. Just a lot. Yeah. It, it happens when you've been married as long as we have. Yeah. Like, you know, listen to your wife once in a while. She kind of knows what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it happens once in a great while. You just smile and nod. Smile and nod. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 Yes, dear. <laughs> that was one of the first phrases I... Uh, my my wife's uncle okay step back my wife and i got married in holland and uh a, a handful of her family came to holland for the wedding and the night before or two nights before whatever we we went bowling with all the guys all the uncles my uncles whatever we went bowling <laughs> and the two canadian uncles they were in agreement that we need to teach Mark that the, the key phrase to a good marriage is "Yes, dear." How long have you been married? Uh, twenty years. 21 yeah, we, years? yeah. We all it'll be twenty-one in March. Yeah. Actually, a really funny story with our anniversary is that was the last show was on our anniversary with Small City Blues right before the world shut down. Was that twenty twenty? Yeah. Yeah. So the night of our anniversary, well, we found out that Small City Blues and Magnetic. The, oh yeah, the Deaf Idols, Magnetic, Small City Blues, and who was the fourth band? Uh, Ragged Edge. So those four were playing the night of our anniversary. So we're like, Deaf Idols, Small City Blues, we're there. So we got there, we saw that show, and like, almost immediately after that, it was like, show's cancelled, world's rolling up the door, shutting everything down. So we're like, well, I'm glad we got that one in. That was a significant. <laughs> yeah. So, Happy anniversary. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. That was that was a good one to be at because it ended up being the last one until Moose Fest. Oh, oh. So you went what a uh, year and a half without? Yeah. Well, it, about eighteen months. That's what uh, Dylan said yep. when they were on stage. Is that it? Had been almost eighteen months since they performed. So. That's about yep. probably what a lot of bands were feeling. Some of them may yep. have been able to squeeze a, a show in there here and there, but I'm sure a lot of bands yep. can relate to that. There were a few that that went to uh, live streams. Yeah, live live streaming their show, but every everyone agreed it was something for us to do, but it wasn't what we wanted to do, yeah. and it, it's it's not the same. No, I mean, not at all. That makes a lot of sense, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember um, getting League of Wolves on the show for the first time, and um, also the only time, I guess. But the, they were saying that um, that was the first time for them to be in a in a room together since, uh, I guess, since the pandemic rolled out. So that was kind of cool that we had that little bit of influence, I guess, to get them back together. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that I remember watching that one. We we keep saying this that we don't know what we're doing, and it's it's true. We still don't know what we're doing. I mean, we have an idea what we're doing, but we still don't know exactly what we're doing. Um. So, but I I also have the idea that I I have the feeling that you know little things like that where. And I don't want to, 
you know, make this come across as egotistical or whatever. But when we make something like that happen, when a band gets to get, that gives me a good feeling like, okay, we're, we are doing something good here, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And then, and then, and then walking into, well, a lot of the shows and the bands recognize us and come up to us. I'm sure you guys see that too. When, when the band comes to you to say hi, instead of the other way around, that's kind of nice. It is. Like yeah. when, um, was it the Sorry. second or third time that we had seen League of Wolves where they greeted us? They actually met us at the door of the exchange. Yeah. We had, oh. uh, we had come in and Dylan and Aspen, we walked in and I think it was only the second time. The, the, they were, we had seen them in Saskatoon and then we came to a show here in Regina. And as we were walking in, we saw them, the group of the band, just kind of standing off, chatting, whatever. We're like, okay, they're here, great. We were going to go find a place to, to mill around waiting for the show. And Dylan and Aspen actually broke away from the group they were in and came over to greet us. And we thought that was you know, really good because we had only had a bit of an online banter back and forth. And we yeah. had a few minutes with Dylan at their merch table at the first show. Just had a couple, right. a couple minutes conversation. So, obviously, you know, whatever it was meant something to them that we were there, even at that point. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. those guys, we've been able to pull the fast ones on them a few times. Um, <laughs> we've shown up at Maple Creek. Swift Current. We've shown up in Swift Current. Um, even being up in uh, Chesterfest this year to see them. Right. Oh, they, yeah. they, they uh, you'd be, you would think that by now they would be looking for us, <laughs> but we still seem to catch them off guard when we show up. Like, how do you think we're not coming to these? Even if it is well, like, the, the farther away we have to go, the more fun it is to catch you off guard thinking that we're not going to be there. Like uh, surprising Ryan at the Bush show. Yeah. He lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. Yeah, when Whale and the, when in Edmonton when or in yeah in Edmonton okay. when Whale and the Wolf was with was played with Bush, we got we you know them seeing us in the crowds. I think blew their mind. A yeah. Bit. <laughs> but then again, they didn't know the reasons I was like. It's like yeah, it's like it's great that you're opening, but I'm actually there for the headliner. Yeah. It's like sorry guys, I love you, but. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> you're not the reason. No, you're not the sole reason. Yeah. yeah. And if we had stayed for one more night, we would have been able to see letters from Pluto open for Aqua. Which letters from Pluto is an, another? Edmonton which would movie. have been a good show too. Uh, letters from Pluto is another Edmonton uh, musician. Uh, she's actually. I, I like a lot of the music that she's got out right now. Um, I haven't seen it. I don't know if she's had anything recent, but. Um, no, that was that would have been fun too if we had planned to stay for the next show, but like the next night of K days, but uh, it wasn't in our timeline to be there for an extra night. So, but if it were in your timeline, would you be there for Aqua? I would have stayed for Aqua for sure. Aqua really? Was awesome. Oh yeah, I would have, I would have enjoyed that show. I think that would have been fun. It would have. Okay, so I know I know Aqua because you know Eurodance stuff. We, yeah. that's what I grew up on. Uh, 
I, yeah, I probably would have been there just to say that I've seen Aqua again. Yeah. But it's like, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> well, when they they were just in Saskatoon a little while ago too, and I wasn't yeah. interested in going to see them then. But exactly. You know, had it, it's had one it of those. Be, if if you're there, meh. yeah. Had we stayed in Edmonton, I probably would have gone to the show, but. I wasn't going to go all the way up to Saskatoon for it. No. So. Yeah, I, um, who was I talking to? Because we were talking about Aqua, and it was also, hey, are you coming? And I'm like, eh, meh. <laughs> and, then, and then I was humming and hawing, and then I heard, oh, yeah, they were, they were awesome. It's was like, whoa, they were there already? Okay, well, I guess I missed them. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So, what uh, what other tickets do you have? What what shows are coming up? Oh, they just announced Our Hand and Small City Blues in December. Mm -hmm. December, so yeah. that that one. I mean, I, I will I will have tickets to that one. But actually, I don't think we've got anything planned. Not really. Um, heard anything? Nothing. Nothing is. I got Come across our radar. I, I got. There. He's not here, so he he's not here to uh, uh, tell this himself, himself. But it was actually Joel's doing that Small City Blues was playing with the Outrand. Nice. I'm 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 probably gonna cut this out, but <laughs> but yeah, there was a there was a, a group chat going on with the Outrand, and um, it was something along the lines of, "Hey, it would be cool if uh, Small City Blues would would open for us or something like that." Ha ha, jokes on you. Whatever, whatever. And then Joel goes out to Adam because Adam works for me uh, uh, here and there. And uh, so Joel reached out to Adam and said, hey, what are the chances that Small City Blues are getting back together for a show with the Hour Hand? <laughs> and Adam was like, uh, I don't know. Let me check with the band. And usually when people say something like that, it's like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But then it wasn't very long after. It was like, yep, we're in. Sign us up. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you should have been bugging so, Adam. I, uh, I was definitely excited to see that one because I was a little dismayed <laughs> to see everybody sort of, you know, go off on, on other directions. And I know yeah. that when you talk to Adam and Dalton there, they, they, they said that it wasn't over, but it, you know, it was starting to feel a little final, so yep. I was, uh, you know, I was quite happy that that one. Small City Blues is always going to have a place in my heart. I've I've, I've really uh, really enjoyed them and their music, and I uh, did their videos. Well, yes, uh, that I, is a surprise. But... That was uh, that was my you know contribution to the music world, I guess, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think you told me about that. How did that, how did that, what did that happen? So, uh, the very first time we saw Small City Blues, um, we were there for Port Noise. It was Port Noise. Okay. It was, uh, finally a Disco Moose album release party. Their, their second album. Okay. And so the very first time we ever saw Small City Blues, we were there and I was enjoying the show, but I wasn't like overly paying attention. I, my, my mind was wandering or whatever. And then they started playing Safer Underground. 
And I started listening to that, and I realized, I remember thinking, wow, this song is really dark. Like, the lyrics, like, it's it's a great song, but you start listening to the lyrics, and you're like, this is really dark. Like, there's a really dark, you know, foreboding story going on here in this, in the, in this song. And I really liked it. <clears throat> we had a chance to chat with Adam for a little bit afterward, just... Tell him how much we liked it, and um, uh, and so we we ended up getting a copy of the the EP, their their um, Cold White Snow EP, and so I was listening to it, and I really really enjoyed Safer Underground and Cold White Snow, those two songs, and the more often I heard them perform it, and the more often I listened to it that story just sort of germinated in my head and really started to take form. And I've always been a fan of animation. Uh, I, would, I drew a lot as a child. I still draw a fair bit as an adult. And I wanted to try my hand at animation. So I sat down and I storyboarded and I scripted and I did all of the animation for the story that the song told me in my head. And I, I did it all together. I put it all, I spent the better part of, I'd say three months working on it. Uh, just, you know, spare time off and on when I had a chance. And once I was happy with it, I put it all together. I uploaded it to YouTube, not thinking about the, um, the algorithm, the, the uh, copyright. copyright algorithm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, okay, I wanna, I wanna have it up there so that next time I see them, I can show, the, show it off. Well, of course, they get a flag saying that this has been posted. I, I posted it like privately. I didn't even post it as a public video. I just posted yeah. it and uploaded it. And like within an hour, I got approved, right? Like they whitelisted it. So I'm like, okay, so that means somebody knows it exists now. Somebody saw this and said, okay, that's fine, go ahead. So I thought, okay, so my surprise has been ruined because I was an idiot and I forgot about you know, <laughs> them getting a notification of the copyright. That would have been Dalton. Yeah. But it was, I guess it was Dalton that got the flag and he just sort of like, oh, okay, somebody, you know, they, he was just kind of dismissive, like, whatever, I'll let them use it. It's, you know, they're not going to be you know, militant about it. It's, you know, we'll, we'll look at it later. I'm sure it's no big deal. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, once the band had a chance to sit and actually watch the video, they were like, I don't remember what we wrote this song about because that's now the story that the video, the song is about. Like they were like, like, I don't remember what it was about because that story that you put in your yeah. video was so much, you know, was so perfect. So that is awesome. And, and then, then they gave you. Then I worked yeah. on the follow up. The videos, the two videos, tell a story together. For Cold White Snow is the second one, and it sort of continues the story that where the first one left off. And that one's got a lot more imagery. And, uh, yeah, that one was just as much fun to put together, but I gave them a heads up on that one. I said, Hey guys, <laughs> I'm putting up the second one now. Here it is. So uh, that's awesome. 
So, so do they consider those as the official music videos now? Far as I know, yes, they they are very satisfied with those. Um, they're they're it's it's their older material anyway. It's not like they're ever going to go back and uh, try and do something on top of. But uh, they uh, they definitely really adopted those uh, those videos. And I, I said uh, they're yours. I give them to you freely. I this is yeah. you know a fan showing his appreciation for your music. And just wanting to do something, you know, that that I enjoy doing for the sake of of them. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So what is? I mean, we usually don't talk about jobs, but I have a feeling you have a job in that direction a little bit. Not even close. <laughs> I uh, as I I like my job. It's a great job, but it's a a sales job. It's it's uh, I work for an electrical supply company. I sell light bulbs and oh. wire and you know breakers. And I know this. You told me this. It's I, okay. It's, yeah. it's so far removed from what my hobbies are and what I enjoy doing that there's like <laughs> very very little connect. You know, it's it's not at all. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, why I enjoy doing these other things, because they're not, you know, work. So yeah, I know what Betty Joe does for a living, and that also has nothing to do with music industry. Yeah, we we've had that discussion. <laughs> okay, I want to end this episode with something. Usually, we ask a band if um, if we can play some of their music, since you're. You probably don't have your own music. Nothing you'd want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some strings. Which song do you want this show to end with? I got like one song from each band that I'd love to hear. Yeah. Throw any hour hand you want in there somewhere. <laughs> we gotta support the kids. I mean, like I said, we've known them forever, so Thanks for thanks for hanging out with me. Sorry that Joel couldn't be here, but uh no, yeah. it's uh, understandable. You know, family first. Take care of your own. Yeah. Uh, we'll miss him, but you know, we love the guy. I'm sure he's uh, he's doing what he needs to do for his family. He needs to be yep. where he needs to be, and I, I told him that. I said, you know what, your family comes first every time. Yeah. Yep. Then so, yep. you know, we'll we'll meet up again. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll be at some next show, and we'll. We'll see you again. I didn't even recognize you at the hour hand video show. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> so dumb. I know. I just kept staring at you like, hello. <laughs> well, you, I was. I did have to say that my... watching uh, prehistoric productions in action was a lot of fun. I can't wait to, to see how that pans out. So, I, uh, In my defense, it was the hour hand playing their song to the left of me a fight scene to the right of me and people playing poker right in front of me. And you were behind that. So, uh, sorry. Excuses, excuses, Mark. Excuses. Yeah. excuses. I'll smack you for it later. I came and see you. Yes, you did. You knew better. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, again, thank you for, for hanging out. And uh, I'm sure we'll see each other at... Uh, the next show that's going to happen. I'm ready, sir.